podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi folks, it's the, the morning after, the night before, uh, and what a grim night it was for Celtic. 6 now against Atletico Madrid, match day four of the Champions League. This is Tino with the Final Whistle Show, joined here by James. James, your initial response to that? Aye, the hits keep on coming. Um, my initial response is the same. It always points back to what we did and didn't do in the summer. Um, but in saying that, on the night, the guys have got to be better as well. Yeah, the headlines you know, have generally been about the red card and you know the debate about it, and we'll get to that in due course, but... Despite that, listen, going down to 10 men against a side like Atletico, always going to be tough, but do you think that that justifies a collapse and it, and it was a collapse? Well, I mean, Rodgers has got to still go for it at one goal down and one man down because a draw's not really used to his last night. So he's continued to go for it. He's, you know, he's ended up with two up top um, and that obviously leaves us exposed. Now, after the match, everyone's saying they should be put on an extra midfielder instead of an extra striker but that's all 2020 hindsight for me you know if, if he'd sneaked a goal in the start of the second half you know you've got a chance there so but there, there was such a dearth of chance creation um, all the way through the game I can't remember any real clear cut chances maybe Bernardo in the first half and that's about yeah that, I'll get to the stats there's some telling stats just in terms of just how short Celtic fell, but listen, it's always going to be a shift, you know, losing that man, losing my head after 10 minutes. Let's look at the lineup first of all. Um, I wouldn't say it was hugely contentious. We knew somebody would have to come in and replace Real Hattati. Uh, we thought it would be Turnbull, you know, recent team selection indicated that that was going to be the case. But he's gone for Paulo Bernardo, and I suppose I was going to ask you specifically how do you think that went, but there's... There's more at play than Paulo Bernardo in terms of the you know performances. But what was your general take on the lineup? Ah, I mean, it's we're struggling in there without Hatati. The rest of the team fairly much picked itself. Um, I would say Palmer wasn't really getting much change out of anything in the first half. Got a booking for nothing, um, which kind of quelled his enthusiasm. The rest of the team was was as you would pick it um, because that's the squad options we've got at the moment. Your left back, your goalie, your striker, we're, we're weak in all those areas, so that's why the team's picking itself, not because it's especially good, it's because it's all we've got. Let's get to the game action, because uh, that'll be fun. So, Celtic do what they often do in Europe, and they concede an early goal, and this time it's six minutes in. We knew all about Griezmann, it was brilliant again last night, it was excellent at Celtic Park. Um, we were watching it at one point, and he just drifts all over the place, he's at left back, he's taking corners, He's he's got this thing where he... he he looks like he's not even interested in the play and then he just comes to life and he's a real danger. But Celtic, you know, certainly contributed to that opening goal. You've got a couple of things at play. Early in the kind of attack, Joe Hart should come out and oh, I think he should catch it. He's tried to punch and then Callum McGregor gets a chance at a header. Anyone would tell you, um, whether you're a midfielder, defender, whatever, you don't head it back into a busy area. Who was it done it once against Bayern Munich and it was Roy McKay scored Varga in at the centre? And Callum McGregor's put out a pretty cheap header. Um, it falls to Griezmann on the left foot. It does take a nick, doesn't it, I think, which maybe helps, but there's a couple of things that Celtic need to do better there. It's, you know, McGregor's an experienced pro and he's headed that out to the D. That, I mean, that's just criminal. Um, and then he's realised he's mistaken, he's trying to cover it and he's kind of trying to get in front of it. I think it actually nicks off of him, if not Carl Vickers, who's also trying to block. But uh, you're right, it starts from Joe Hart. He should just take that and calm the game down 
Um, and then you're one, one nil down. It looks like Hart is poor, but I think the deflection just takes it away from him. I really wouldn't give Hart a hard time for that one. Yeah, not for that bit, but maybe for the, the cross that he should have got. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the big talking points. So, <laughs> 10 minutes in, uh, and it's Hattati that picks up the, the red card. Um, there's loads at play here. Um, I don't actually know where to start. First of all, the fact that the ref makes what I think is the right call initially, you know, in game, in action, yellow card, right? Okay, maybe he was a bit rash in terms of his tackle. Then you get Diego Simeone just giving it large in terms of the theatrics and he's, he's got the crowd going and, you know, I think that's influenced the referee. Next thing you know, he's at the monitor and you know when he goes to the monitor, it's all over. But the chat is, and obviously we're in stadium, but the chat is that he goes over to the monitor and he looks at a still rather than the moving image, which would give you the true reflection. Still images cannot be used to make a decision like that because something can look horrendous just as a freeze frame, but it's nothing like the picture. But I actually think, a couple of things, Maeda's studs aren't up in any way. It's the other guy trying to be aggressive towards Maeda, so he's just gone in full-blooded, struck through with his left foot, and has caused himself the damage, yet we're the ones that suffer. So, as I say, a lot's going on, but what's your take on it? I thought it was a harsh booking. Um, Maeda's doing well to, to just kind of chase things down. Um, he's kind of it's running away from him a wee, a wee bit, but he's got the pace to catch up to it. And then he's just got in a challenge, and it's just, for me, a 50-50 ball. And like you say, that guy's made the action that struck Maeda. Maeda's studs are parallel with the ground, so he's not shown, he's not looking to injure. You've been listening to the Final Whistle Show on the Celtic Exchange. To continue listening to this episode and to support what we do, simply subscribe right now to the Celtic Exchange Plus at theceliticexchange.com slash plus. It takes less than two minutes to get set up and for less than a fiver a month, you can enjoy all of our pre and post-match shows, our special episodes with excels such as Lubo Moravchik and Martin O'Neill, as well as a full version of the Celtic Exchange Weekly every Monday night. The link to get started is in the show notes for this episode, so click there right now and we'll see you back at the Celtic Exchange Plus in just a few minutes. More podcasts, more reaction, more Celtic, all on the Celtic Exchange Plus. Sports Social Podcast Network.